Have you ever crawled into bed after a busy day, your head hit the pillow and boom, you were out. Then you wake up at 3 a.m. with your thoughts racing, heart pumping, and your mind feeling like it just won't wind down. If I just described you, then you're going to want to tune into this super practical episode of the Her True Strength podcast, where I share my trade secret evening routine that has completely changed my life by giving me a deeper, restful sleep so I can wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. So tune in. Her True Strength podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. This is your host, Laura Lindahl. And if you're listening to this podcast, that tells me that you want to feel your best in the day. You want to be focused, energized, and fully present. And I likely don't need to tell you that the one thing that can completely rob you of that is not getting a good night's rest. Am I right? You likely know about all the benefits of getting seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And if you've been around for some time, then maybe you've even heard my entire episode on the six strategies for a better night's sleep. If not, after this episode, of course, check out episode 24 because it is chuck full of great practical tips for how to approach your bedtime and build healthy habits around your sleep hygiene. And while you're there, if you've been tuning in for some time now and have gained any wisdom, training tips, or encouragement, but haven't left a review for this podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Those reviews are incredibly helpful, and it's all that I ask of you. If this podcast has been impactful in any way, please head on over, drop a review, and I'd be so thankful and happy for it. Now, for today's topic, Like I mentioned before, this is not going to be a six-step process for you. This is not going to be the comprehensive podcast on sleep, but instead it is going to be a simple practice, something you can do without any equipment, notepad, or alarms. And if you implement it, you'll notice yourself becoming more and more grateful, rested, and at peace in your body and mind, not only from better sleep, but from being in a better mental and spiritual state. Because how often do you find yourself in your mind racing at night, thinking of your to-do list, your tasks, and challenges that are all just calling your mind to be busy, to stay active when all you want to do is get some sleep? And if you're like me, before learning about this practice, you can find yourself just tossing and turning, scrolling your phone, or even worse, just lying there hoping for time to pass and for your mind to finally shut down. And I don't know about you, but sometimes even with prayer, meditation, or deep breathing, I can get, I just can't get my mind to stop. Have you ever wondered why this happens? It's because you're human. (laughs) Your brain is a problem-solving machine and it won't stop until the problem is solved or resolved for a later time. It is programmed to keep thinking, to keep running, and to keep fixing. And it's not a bad thing, to be honest. I'm actually really thankful that our brain operates this way. However, 
However, when left unchecked, the mind can very quickly become a dark, judgmental place that holds us captive in the night. Am I right? I think the enemy likes to prey on us when we're undistracted, when there's nothing else to take our thoughts away and can focus on our weaknesses. Before long, you've traveled down a deep, dark hole of to-dos and tasks and aren't able to get yourself back to sleep. And as a result, your energy is drained and stress can start to creep up and it sucks. What's worse is that you wake up in the morning not feeling arrested. You feel under more stress. And before you know it, you're canceling life-giving plans because your body just hasn't been rested. It's terrible, right? And it's not your fault. That's exactly why it is vitally important to practice a very simple thing I like to call shutting down the day. Instead of rushing to bed and plopping your head on your soft and fluffy pillow and crashing with a mind that is still full of your to-do list, challenges from the day, and situations to solve, we need to give our mind permission to rest. And just because this is a simple practice, I don't want you to miss this because it's incredibly impactful. I know that morning routines get a lot of hype, but to be honest with you, I found that what I do in the evening has a much greater effect on my health and focus because it allows me to get better quality sleep. And better quality sleep allows for better quality work. As I've said before, productive rest produces productive work. See, I think you can have the perfect morning routine, but if you slept like a Tasmanian devil hyped up on caffeine, it doesn't matter how much natural light you get, time you spend meditating or journaling over a piping cup of coffee, our body needs sleep to work well. So that is why. It is about the evening routine, and that's why this is incredibly impactful. So if you're wondering, what is this practice? How do I do it? What are you talking about, Laura? Well, I'm going to tell you, only if you leave a review. No, just kidding. I can't do that. But go ahead and leave a review anyway. I love it. Totally appreciate it. Okay. So imagine this with me. You've had a stressful day at work. The kids got in a fight. Traffic was terrible, and you were only to get in half of your workout. You get home later than you wanted and crash the end of the night feeling exhausted and frustrated the day didn't go as planned. What do we do? We carry those frustrations, those worries, those doubts, and that self-judgment to bed with us. Without taking a moment to shut down the day, we collect the weight of the day's negative thoughts, feelings, frustrations, situations, and we pack them along with us into our dreams. And it's no wonder why we have trouble staying asleep. See, in his letter to the Ephesians, Paul reminds the church to keep unity within the church by not letting the sun go down on their anger. In other words, don't carry and compound the frustrations and letdowns from the day with you to the next whether that is frustrations with your sister or brother in Christ or with yourself. You need to shut it down and let it go in order for your mind to be at peace and to rest fully. And if you've never heard of this before, you may be wondering, what does it mean to shut down the day? Is it turning off the lights, turning off my phone? No, it is something much more subtle. It is much more of a practice that we do in our mind to shut down the day. And while I can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do, I can tell you that shutting down the day as a practice has worked incredibly well for me and for my clients. 
And it's a little three-step practice that goes like this. You plop down in bed and instead of just closing your eyes, you take a deep breath and go through three vital steps in your mind. First, find a gratitude from the day. Now, I don't just say, you know, just find a daily gratitude. I mean, no matter how crappy of a day it was, find one thing that you can praise the Lord for, even if it's just taking a breath, seeing a flower, calling a friend, or smiling at a stranger. Identify one very specific and small thing and just praise the Lord for it. If you can't think of anything, praise Him for being your Father. Praise God for giving you breath for life, for redemption. There's always something. Even if it isn't a part of your life, there's a gratitude that you can find each day in the sunshine and being able to rest and being able to move. See, your brain will find what it's looking for. And the more you practice this, I promise you, the better at this you will get. So be patient as you first get started. This might take a few minutes and it's okay. See, there's a reason why we're commanded to give thanks in all circumstances. In First Thessalonians 5, and it's a good one, because what we focus on becomes bigger in our mind. And when we begin to focus on the good that God is doing, has done, and will do, we are aligning our mind with his will for us. And in his will for us is flourishing in your body and your mind. Once you've found your gratitude, you want to scan throughout your day and find one moment that emotionally stirred you up and recenter it on the gospel. This is the second step, recentering your greatest emotion you felt that day on the gospel. Something that stirred up an emotion, something that made you happy, sad, frustrated, angry, confused. Find the moment that you had the strongest emotional reaction to from the day. Take a screenshot of that moment and name the emotion that you felt. Now, this is really important. This is not the time to think about what you should have done differently or judge yourself. (laughs) This is the time to give that emotion to God and to find peace with it. If I have learned anything from counseling, it's that our emotions aren't bad. They're incredibly helpful as indicators of what's going on in our hearts at a deeper level. They are not facts but they can help us to know and grow in grace, peace, patience in our relationship with the Lord. For example, the other day I was with Matt in a store and our communication was just way off. It was like he was speaking another language about what he needed to get. And I was speaking a different language about what I wanted to get. Long story short, we snapped at each other in a store and I felt incredibly angry and embarrassed by the situation as I think anyone would. That anger and embarrassment then turned into a deep sadness and shame. Sitting in the car, I started to cry. I started to bawl my eyes out. And instead of going into blaming that or jumping into fixing our communication flops, I took a moment, and my counselor, Debo, would be really proud of me for this one, to stop and acknowledge what emotions I was feeling and where they were coming from. And with a little thought, a little time sitting in awkward silence with Matt in the car, I was able to remember that the sadness and shame came from a situation in my past. 
When I was a little girl wandering off in a store, my dad yelled at me in front of everyone and I felt so embarrassed. I felt so ashamed. And that embarrassment and shame came up when Matt and I had our kerfuffle in the store. It brought back everything. I was then and only then able to come back to that specific situation with Matt and free him from the anger that I felt towards my dad because I knew that it wasn't Matt's intent to shame me. He was just trying to help me clarify what I wanted (laughs) and to know that my ego was what took a hit, not my relationship with Matt. I could then and only then surrender those doubts about my ability, my confidence in the Lord, and find peace with them. I have nothing to be ashamed of under the blood of Christ because I am forgiven and so are you. See, this process, this example, I hope is helpful for you because with it, we can see that you can take those emotions you have and you can give them to God. You can bring them to him in prayer. And it's amazing to see how the truth of the gospel has a way of clearing those doubts, those fears, and those emotions to restore our minds back to peace, back to the gospel. Remind yourself of that and make peace with those emotional spikes in your day. If there is something you need to say you're sorry for, write it down. If something comes up to your mind and you know a way that you need to seek reconciliation, then Write it down before bed and do it the next day. Please don't let it sit in your mind and steal your slumber. But if not, make peace with the emotion that you felt that day by preaching the good news of the gospel over it again and again. Remind yourself of this and recenter your mind to allow yourself to grow from what you're going through instead of piling up day after day. I hope that makes sense. Finally. The last step of closing out the day is to breathe. (laughs) So after you've gone through your gratitude, giving yourself the gospel, putting your mind to rest, you will put your breath to practice, meaning you will use your breath intentionally to breathe deeply and slowly. And with each breath, I want you to imagine that you are breathing out your stressors and breathing in God's goodness. Breathe out your judgment and accept his mercy. This is what I would call the practice of letting go and letting God back into your body. This is extremely powerful, your mind, body, and your soul to be at rest. And before you know it, you'll find yourself just after a few moments of mental sorting and breathing that you will fall deeply into a restful sleep. Now, I would totally be painting a picture of unicorns and rainbows if I told you that this practice is going to work for every night for every woman. It takes practice, focus, and a discipline to do these things. But I can tell you that the more you practice this, the more you center your mind on God before you go to bed, the better you will get at it over time and the better you'll feel drifting off to sleep. How do I know? Well, because God promises it. <laughs> Isaiah 26, 3 reminds us that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God. Fix your mind on God, friend, before you lay your head down for the night and be amazed at how he takes your worries, how he takes your cares, and he makes them feel lighter. So there you have it. The most simple practice you can do just with the power of your mind 
your thoughts. No app required, no plug, no equipment. Just walking yourself through this practice of identifying a gratitude, giving your emotions over to the gospel, and breathing deeply. Now, do me a favor and give this a shot tonight before you close your eyes for sleep. You literally have nothing to lose. (laughs) But give yourself permission for it to be messy. Take as long as it is needed. I say that this is a 10-minute routine because on average, it takes me about 8 to 10 minutes to kind of go through the entire process before I fall asleep. Just be okay with it being messy. Be okay with your thoughts wandering when you do it for the first couple of times and you have to steer yourself back on track. It's okay. You're learning and I wouldn't expect anyone to be a pro at something their first go around. And if you do practice this, send me a DM on Instagram so I can celebrate with you that you took action and a step forward today. All right. Until next time, friends, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura. Laura.